What is going on, beautiful people? I hope you are having a fantastic day. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. As always, I'm grateful for you. I'm pumped that you're here. And the fact that you spend your time listening to me rant and rave is unbelievably amazing to me. And I, I couldn't be more grateful for it. Secondarily, this podcast is sponsored by a brand new product that I have just released to the market. It's called Elite Collagen. If you're not taking a collagen product, then you just don't care about your healthy skin, your healthy hair, your healthy nails, your joints, your cardiovascular health, just your overall body wellness. Collagen is an amazing product that is going to help with everything. And listen, I mean, you're exposed to a lot of elements. Why not internally fortify your system with a beautiful collagen? But here's the situation. Some of you guys would know, hey, bud, I'm already taking a college. Appreciate you. Got gotcha. you. I got bad news. The problem is this. Most collagen powders are just that. They're powdered collagens, and they're made from bovine, which is cows, or porcine, which is pig's skin. Have you ever seen a cow's skin or a pig's skin? Some of them are plant-derived. We won't even get into those. The collagen, it's not even really a collagen product. It's a, a makeup of stuff that tries to become collagen. But if you're taking a collagen powder, one of those big hefty collagen, gross, chalky, whatever it is, just know that it's coming from skin of cows and pigs. And of course, they wash them. But if you've ever been at a pig farm or a cow farm, not the most savory of things. My collagen is a marine-based collagen. And here's the big thing. Forget all the other shit I've already said. Here's the differentiation between mine and the one you're already taking. Mine is half a tablespoon every day. It's a delicious chocolate mint flavor. And here's, here's the big stuff. Here's the, here's the real deal. Here's what nobody's telling you. The powdered collagens get broken down inside of the gastrointestinal stomach, inside of the stomach. That's not where collagen gets absorbed. Collagen actually gets absorbed and has a higher efficacious benefit if it's absorbed in the small intestine. Well, see, mine passes through the stomach based on a beautiful collection of, of polymers and a collection of these peptides. If you heard that, that's just Rudy taking a sneeze. He likes to be introduced in some of these podcasts, and I didn't give him a proper shout out. But my collagen actually passes through the stomach and gets digested inside of the small intestine, which is where all the magic happens. Your powder product's not even making it there. So you're getting very minimal, if any, efficacious um, effects from drinking that chalky, gross-tasting powder product. So if you're interested, just go to thriveforeverfit.com. Go to my store. You'll see Elite Collagen on there. You can pop me a note. I'll give you all the details. It is unbelievably amazing. I've been taking it for a while um, because I've been testing it and, and creating it and everything. Guys, it is revolutionary and it is unbelievable. I can't wait for you to try it. Elite Collagen. Go grab yourself some today. Take care of your skin. We are all about to get a lot smarter, guys. Today, Dr. Tan is going to be on the show, and he is going to enlighten us and educate us on the world of vitamin E, the importance of it. Now, don't, don't, don't tune out and say, Jay, I don't care about vitamin E. You better care about vitamin E. I'm telling you, this podcast is going to be informative. It's going to be educational. Dr. Tan is going to give you all of the details on why vitamin E is so important. He is actually the world leading expert on vitamin D. I can read you his credentials, but it'd take me an hour. This dude is deep in the streets when it comes to scientific research, chemistry, biochemistry, the human body, and what we need to know to live longer, healthier, more productive, and awesome lives. Guys, I promise you, by the end of this podcast, you are going to be smarter. You are going to be enlightened on why you need vitamin E and why it, is so, why it is so important to all of us. So get yourself a piece of paper, tune in, get ready to get educated, and let's have some fun. All right. Dr. Tan, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm happy you're here, man. We had such a great little chat before we started. It's going to be fun. Thank you so much. I'm Yes, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm looking much forward to this and deliver healthy information to people who need it the most. I love it. And we, you know, we talked about this before, you know, before I hit record. And I've been in the supplement industry for 
gosh, going on 30 years. And I was just telling you that when I first started, vitamin E was, was sexy. It was a big deal. Like it was everywhere. Everybody was talking about it and, you know, the benefits and you got to use this kind versus that kind. And, you know, mixed, I, I'll, I'm going to say these words horribly wrong, doc. And you can, you can, you can correct me, but there was like mixed trophorils and like certain just segments of it. And then all of a sudden it was kind of like started fading away, you know, vitamin E kind of like lost its luster. Like why? Tell me, why did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, it's one of the older of the vitam uh, vitamins to be discovered in the 1920s. And when it was first discovered, it actually was discovered as a birth vitamin, a two by two pediatrician from UC Berkeley. And most people cannot even connect it, but that was what it was discovered. Huh. Without vitamin E, the fetus will not go to full term. So huh. that's what it, that is actually what it was discovered for. Then very quickly soon after, be, uh, people know that this particular vitamin E has strong antioxidant effect. And then now everybody talks about that. I'll come back to the antioxidant thing, what you should know and what you can drop it because the word antioxidant is overused, but yes. for what it's worth. Then you fast forward to the 1980, very sexy time. A yeah. lot of clinical study on vitamin E, referring only to alpha tocopherol. And when the 1990s and 20 come, most of them flop. It didn't work and may even do possibly some harm. So it just died a royal death. And at the death of it came, then we read all about vitamin D. It was hot sunshine vitamin. Right. And in the last five years, vitamin K, because it's good for the bone, anti-arteriosclerosis. Here today, I'm coming to tell you why you not throw away vitamin E, uh, uh, the baby with the bathwater, right. but what kind of vitamin E that is good. So I'm here to tell you that. But yes, there was a time there was up and then it quickly went down up. And I think it's partly because people assume vitamin can do all of these things. And then they found out, wait a minute, there are new ones. Let's understand the new one. What is the good part? And what is the part that, okay, we overstated. it. So I'm here to clarify this. Hopefully your audience will get really excited and walk away with understanding of the vitamin E. I'm excited. I think they're going to be excited too. And you've been doing this for 40 plus years. And so yes. you, you've seen the, the peaks and the valleys. And, and so, First of all, how does, you know, your credentials are, you know, longer than my arm. I could it'd take us an hour to go through them all, but you're unbelievably educated, obviously super intelligent. Why did you pick vitamin E, Doc? Like to become a, <laughs> to become a leading world renowned expert in like, it's like I said, it's not the sexiest thing on the planet. Like, how did you, how'd you get here? Yes, that I uh, to get there, it was by accident. I wasn't even looking. <laughs> uh, so a, a long time. And, you know, much of the good things in life, they are not purposeful. Right. You purposely want to do certain thing right. But in the process of doing that, you uncover other things. Truly, my life was like that, you know. So how did I do it? I originally was from Malaysia of Chinese descent. My parents were from China. I was born and raised. Uh, uh, during the British uh, uh, occupation there. And then uh, today, Malaysia is a Muslim country. Malaysia and Indonesia produce a lot of palm oil. If you go to Whole Foods to buy palm oil, they are reddish color. Only yeah. when they process it, they look yellow. Most Americans don't eat so much palm oil because they're saturated. So there are many other things. So I was doing research at the time. I was a University of Massachusetts professor. So I was trying to find out how to get the carotene out because the carotene was a hot ticket about 30 years ago. Everybody right. talked about beta carotene, this and another thing. And today people talk about lycopene, uh, lutein, good for the eye, blah, blah, blah. They're part of the carotene family. So right. I was extracting them. After I remove all the fat and remove all the carotene, I have about half a percent something that didn't go away. So, you know, you know, curiosity, it didn't kill the cat, but I was curious. So I was trying to find out what that was. And then I found out, oh, it, it has got very strong antioxidant property. So I reported to the funding agency. They say, hey, you might want to look at, oh, no, no, we know about this. This is just normal vitamin E. And I said, so I did more research. Then I got, I found four things. 
One of them is normal vitamin E, and the other three things are not. Then I say, yeah, it's vitamin E, but only 25% of the time. So my curiosity was highly aroused. What is the other seven? So no, 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 vitamin E. No, it's not. It's one quarter. The other 75% isn't. So anyway, they, I persisted with them. They allowed me. That was when I discovered tocotrienol in palm oil. That was it. So, so it was an mm. accidental find when I was studying the keratin. So I got excited. Then I studied it, very strong antioxidant, blah, 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 like this. Then, then magically, four or five years later, I was contacted by the Prince of Time. And this is a magical, like, pixie dust moment. It was just, Doc, hold on. Did you just say the Prince of Thailand? Yeah, but but the, the older Prince of Thailand. Okay, did. okay. Yeah, okay. So he said that we heard that you do toco trienol. We would like you to do something in Thailand, blah, blah, blah. Then I said, I'm not Thai. I don't know what is important in Thailand. Then he said, how about teak? Because teak, you see, they have heavy. And how about rice? Because rice is sacred to them. Fine. He said, send me anything that you don't want from teak and anything that you don't want from rice. Let me figure it out. So like that. So I'm also open-handed working with them because I don't know what I'm fishing for. They just right. know what they like. So I did. And then to have the story short, I discovered toco trinol again. Uh, and this is from the uh, from the brown rice, the 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 the, the uh, fiber part of brown rice bran oil. So I discovered it. So now this had already gone twenty years of my time. So I said, I'm a little bit tired of this. I did my discovery, published some papers on this. He said, I need to take a break. I'm telling you the most shocking accidental find of my life. So I, I, I did that because I want to break. All this time is already accidental find, but I, I stayed in Toko Tano a little bit too long. I needed a break. The break came because in 1994, there was a professor, Johanna Seden, a Harvard ophthalmologist. He said that on the back of the eye, on the retina here, when you look at the eye, and the fovea, which is high pixelation, you have lots of zeaxanthin, and as they flank out of the eye, have a lot of lutein. And she theorized that this lutein and zeaxanthin will filter out blue light so that people, when they grow older, they would not have macular degeneration. Now everybody knows that. Actually, right. if you go online, you can buy lutein and zeaxanthin. This is 1994. So right. I was kind of, so I just thought, okay, the break that I would like to take from Toco Trinol would be, I know that in South America, they have this giant marigold, the, the, the petal I can extract this. So I went to South America. Remember what I told you. I went to South America wanting to take a break from Toco Trinol to look for this marigold that I can extract the lutein that protect people's eye. All good, you know, right. to protecting our eye because we don't want to have a rich, uh, 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 wonderful life and healthy life. And then we don't have eyes to see anything. That's right. no good. That is an important uh, activity, you know. So I went there and I found it. And, you know, truth be told, as in the book later, people can download. I took the whole story here. I'll just show you the picture. This, okay. is, a, uh, this is a younger me uh, on this picture here. Uh, just pardon me for one second. Here. No worries. So here. In a picture, a younger me. Yeah. I was in Peru. And then I find a giant marigold to prove to people that's real. But this is the butt, the real butt. 20 feet away from me, there is this ugly and beautiful plant called anato. Anato, the British call this the lipstick plant. If I were to touch this, it will stain my hand like you see here. Oh, wow. Where do you find anato? And uh, anato, you'll find anato in cheese. You go to Whole Food Trader Joe, that yellowish orangey hue or Dorito chips or macaroni and cheese, that yellowish orangey hue is anato color. It's not a weird plant, but in the West, we are known for that. In, in the it is since time memorial. You can see they use nothing yeah. on, on the Inca Indians like that. An Inca boy that uh, to deck, make on his hair. You can see the anato here. Oh, yeah. They use the color his hair here so that to repel insects. There you have it. And it's truly an Amazonian plant. This picture, 
the seed here, this is a blown up picture. The seed here is the size of grape seed. That frog here is, the, I was so glad that this frog does not like me to take picture of you. You can see from his eye. Oh yeah. It's about the size of a dime. So oh, this wow. is a blown up thing. The whole frog, is, so this is an Amazonian tree frog. So this is to show you that this plant is truly an Amazonia plant. And then, did you know what it was at the time, dog? Did you know? I, I, I only know that it was an anato plant. And just to let you know that this is factual, I took picture of a younger me with some hair. Then you see that? <laughs> Looking at an anato plant? Yeah. So let me tell you the story how that happened. I saw the plant. And that color is also carotene. It's just not lutein, beta carotene, or, or, or I think, but it's a carotene. And I knew in life, carotene are unusually unstable, much more unstable than fish oil, much more unstable. Then I said, hey, carotenes in life are usually bound. Like if you cook carrot, even high temperature, the carotene didn't get destroyed. And then if you, uh, 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 cooked tomato, the lycopene, they didn't get destroyed. We eat Italian food using tomato. And then I said, oh, what about New England lobster? Yucky green color. As soon as you cook them, they turn, they turn color, that's azazanthin. That means that the protein deprotonate and then you see the color. You, you cook the protein and then the color shows up. All this is to let the audience know, I am down to earth. Yes, I'm scientist, but if I can communicate the information to you, yeah. It's a lost cause for me. Right. I'm trying to tell you that carotene are so unstable. They are usually bound. They're usually inside the cell so that it's protected. It is true for every carotene, including the lutein for marigold, except the carotene from this. Why? Because if you touch it, it stains you. It's not bound to anything. Right. You follow? It stains yeah. you. So because of that, I make a hypothesis. They must be a powerful other chemical, which is an antioxidant that protect the color from degradation. You follow me on this? Yeah, totally. I was just making an assumption. Then I said, and then when I came back, I was expecting it to be a polyphenol because there's so many antioxidants out there that are polyphenolic. Surprisingly, it contained vitamin E. And more surprisingly, it contained tocotrienol. And most surprisingly, it contained tocotrienol without tocopherol. I have never seen them in my life. I immediately called the professor who did the research. I said, look, I got this thing from Anato. It, can, it does not contain tocopherol. It does not contain polyphenol. These are all antioxidants, but it only contained tocotrienol. And Professor Qureshi, he was a professor at University of Wisconsin-Madison at the time. He said, Barry, if tocotrienol can mitigate human condition with all these horrible diseases we have, this discovery of yours better do this from the Amazonian that had revealed to you, you are actually turned out to be a botanical biohacker. You found this. And then I said, no, I'm not a chronic biohacker. I'm just been given this. You right. know, I, it's one thing. Yes, I can glorify myself and say, but, but I didn't do that. Remember, I went there to look for lutein. I, right. This is so anyway, I did that. That was 25 years ago, Jay. Wow. So when I did the analysis, so in my last 25 years, I did hundreds of animal study and about 20 over clinical study. I'm dying for you to ask me what study you like me to reveal to you to study. That's it. And then this is to show you as I was a young man, that was a long time ago to do this. So, and then I, I feel not so much. Uh, that I'm so smart. I feel that I went there for doing something like A. And then I was so curious of something like B. Yeah. And then I discovered something in B. It, it is meant to be. I agree. You know? so, so with that, I said, I believe I should do something and let people know uh, uh, what this can do. So far, I'll put it, we have hundreds of study the, what we found that they are particularly good with chronic condition. So then the audience is going to want 
tell me what kind of chronic condition. Now, right. we can we don't study all kinds of chronic condition. We tell you what kind of chronic condition we have studied. <clears throat> we study lipidemia. When people get older, their lipids in their blood go wacko. Too high cholesterol, that's a lipid. Too high triglyceride, the sh and uh, like that, lipidemia. Another area would be what people call metabolic syndrome. If that's mm -hmm. too big a word, no. I can... Okay, we talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. You talk. Okay. So, and then I'll even break it more down for you. In metabolic syndrome, you can break it down further. One of them is prediabetes. Mm -hmm. That means that the sugar is not high enough to be diabetic, but normal high. And when, and then another group would be diabetic. So their sugar is clearly above that of what is desired. So we study pre-diabetics, diabetics, and then we study yet another group. Because I know that people who have metabolic syndrome, they have a silent disease called fatty liver disease. And you should write it down and Google about 30% globally and certainly of US have fatty liver disease. And the acronym you can Google to read about it is NAFLD. It stands for Non-Alcohol Fatty Liver Disease, NAFLD. It is so awkwardly long because 30 years ago, people that have cirrhosis is, is alcohol-related cirrhosis. Yeah. So now they have to have the phrase Non-Alcohol Cirrhotic Type Liver. So what that means is that through bad diet, particularly high fat diet and high carb diet, we actually force the liver to have so much fat and the liver become dysfunctional. And that is NAFLD. That is definitely another condition of metabolic, metabolic syndrome. So we did three clinical trials and we just finished the last one two weeks ago. So I'm excited yeah. so those are the area and then then the other two chronic condition we study is a postmenopausal women with osteopenia that means that they're not yet osteoporotic their hormone drop and then their, their bone begin to thin very good answers to that the last one we are doing on obese men and obese women these studies are done in Texas to study. They carry so much weight and high percent of the weight is in fat. That's a huge stress and burden on the body. So what can tocotrienol do? And we clearly study the inflammation on the body. So that's that part that outside the chronic condition, we have here all out in left field. We use tocotrienol to study very serious cancer. So there you have it. So how about I throw it back to you? Yeah. You tell me what you want me to discuss and then totally. I'll just answer you as is. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a big believer in like controlling inflammation. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like what you were talking about earlier, this sounds like there's a component of that. With those obesity studies, what what's the what's been the the finding so far that have been, you know, pop that have been, you know, beneficial with this the use of the, the vitamin E? <clears throat> In the obesity study, we, we it's supposed to be finished now, but because of the interruption of COVID, so it won't be finished probably until end of this year or sometime in the second half of next year. But I surmise that it's looking good. Why do I say that and not more? Because the study is double blind. So for the audience, I tell you what that means. That means that when we conduct the study, neither the patient nor the doctor know if they're taking a dummy pill or the real McCoy. So therefore, that nobody knows. However, I can answer that question in another way that you would enjoy. Okay. In the lipidemia study, I will say that, I'll give you snapshots on this. In the lipidemia study, people have high cholesterol. High cholesterol bring on arteriosclerosis, not a good thing, and heart condition. And we, we see that the bad cholesterol drop, typically 15, 20%, a good thing. And then in the metabolic syndrome, I'll give you a shorthand understanding of metabolic syndrome. So you want, they came up with that phrase because about 30 years ago, a Stanford professor know that the metabolites, 
That's where the word metabolic. The metabolites in the body is out of kilter. And the metabolites that are out of kilter are sugar, triglyceride, and cholesterol. We need this to live. If we don't have this, we can't live. But they're out of kilter. Too high cholesterol, too high triglyceride, and too high sugar. Then that's bad news, you know? Mm. But without them, we can't live. So he was trying to figure out why do people have this thing going up so high? He didn't know. So they call it... Um, uh, syndrome X, because during that time we have X file, you see, so it's very sexy. Yeah. But, but X is actually, they mean, we don't know what the heck is the meaning. So right now we know what the heck is, therefore the X is drawn in this metabolic syndrome. So metabolic syndrome just mean like this. So I simplify this to you and you can be the doctor to read your note. When you go to see your doctor next time, you have your lipid profile and then you've got your sugar numbers. The doctor usually read your your, trigl, uh, your cholesterol. Cholesterol too high, they give you a statin drug. Usually, if you look carefully, you have a triglyceride number there. So this is what I'm trying to get at. People with prediabetes, sugar is not normal, but not above normal to be diabetic, normal high. That's sugar. Triglyceride is high. So people who are prediabetic, have high triglyceride, normal high sugar. People who have diabetic, high triglyceride and high sugar. That's it. So therefore, something is the matter with the triglyceride, even in pre-diabetic. So next time when you get your lipid profile, read the triglyceride, then you know if you have metabolic syndrome or not. Very simple, it's in your panel all the time, like yeah. that, you know? Just read that. So we therefore study pre-diabetic people, and we saw that the triglyceride drop. Then I said, good news. So how do you understand pre-diabetes and diabetes? It's like this. At the end of the day, yes, it is about sugar. Then how do you understand the relationship between triglyceride and sugar? When we, when we stress our body with food, the sugar is normal high. But the triglyceride compensate for that. So the triglyceride is high. But if the triglyceride is high for a very long time, the floodgate bursts. When the floodgate bursts, then the sugar shoots up. That is to say, I'll say the scientific thing, but the audience, when you know this, you'll forever be grateful as I was grateful when I was first told. Hyper glycemia, hypertriglyceridemia always precedes hyperglycemia. High triglyceride always precedes high sugar. So you watch your triglyceride. If you control your triglyceride, your sugar will not go out of whack. What is there not to like, you know, yeah. so like this. So that's very important. And that's why pre-diabetes before diabetes. So we did that in the pre-diabetes study we saw that the inflammation dropped. So that answered your question because they're typically overweight people. Then we went on to study people who are diabetic. In the diabetic, their sugar is already above normal, the triglyceride is still high. We saw the triglyceride drop and the sugar also dropped, but we didn't stop there. In people who are diabetic, the best way to measure is not just a fasting glucose, it's a fasting glucose and the insulin. Why? Because in people who are diabetic, the insulin is dysfunctional. Right. They're producing insulin. So, and you know what happened when we give them the tocotrienol we got from Anato? The sugar drop and the insulin become responsive. It, it become insulin sensitive. Then right. I said, wow, this is cool. That means that if my pancreas is producing insulin, my insulin is working. Why do you need the insulin to work? The insulin is a chaperone to the sugar. You see, this is a sugar. This is insulin. The insulin have to recognize the sugar and take the sugar into the cell. That's why the, the blood does not have high sugar. But if the insulin is dysfunctional, it cannot recognize the sugar, then it's just floating like this. But if you recognize the sugar, take it to the cell, then, it's, then the sugar in the blood is controlled. We found that tocotrienol make the insulin responsive. I am, I am as happy as I can. And also because of that, 
the triglyceride drop right. is back in kilter. The pendulum is back in balance again. And then the diabetes is more in control. So finally, we study people with fatty liver condition. So we have three studies, three studies, one, three months, separately a six month, and finally a 12 month that we just completed. We found that it lower all the stressed liver enzymes, it lowered the inflammation in the liver, it reduced the fat in the liver, and then it also reduced the fibrosis. When the fat is too much in the liver, it beginning to have scarring tissue in the liver. Once you have scarring tissue, it's not good. If it's still not controlled, that's gonna to go to cirrhosis. That's a bad word, really bad word. And then after that, you need to have liver transplant, very bad word. You want it to go this way, not this way. So we found that. So I reported to you in a snapshot, everything. Yeah. You know what I've, we also found? In the pre-diabetic and diabetic study, they're very different study. They're overweight people like that. They may or may not lose weight, similar like that. But in the NAFLD, the fatty liver study, in the three months, I kid you not, in the three months, the six months and the 12 months that they are independent study, published independently. They are just past overweight, just in the borderline obese. We were not looking for weight loss. Right. I, I repeat, and, and we didn't see weight loss after two weeks, like many weight loss thing. And I'm, I was, when the three month study came out, my scientist told me, said, Barry, they lost 12 pounds. And then they said, nah. Then I said, Barry, it's statistically significant. I'm a scientist. I, I got to deal. Then, but you see that? If I would be a marketer, I'd jump on it. And then I said, I said, and let's wait for the, the six-month study. The six-month study came back. Barry, it's statistically significant. They lost 16 pounds. I said, my God, I got to deal with this. <laughs> right. Most people would go there. And then I got to deal with this. And I said, wow. Then I said, and then I told Anne, I know I'm a little skittish on this. We're committed to a 12-month study. Let's figure that out. And after that, I will stake my hand and say what I have to say. And mm -hmm. the 12-month study finished consistently, repeatedly, sustainably. I use all three words. They lost weight at 3, 6, and 12 months, a minimum of 10 pounds. Now, this is not a weight loss program. Right. You know, for overweight people and for people who have fatty liver, losing 10, 12, 15 pounds is nothing to sneeze at. And you know why I thought it lost weight? They lost weight because their body metabolism was so out of kilter, it came back in balance. When it came back in balance, then the inflammation is dropped, the stress is reduced, and the body lost weight. I'm just thinking, we, we are gonna put a press release out, so if you follow me on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, we're gonna put this thing out, or I will send you the press release very okay. shortly, as soon as it come out. So I'm here to say, I, I'm actually very humbled by the finding. You know how long I take to do that study, ladies and gentlemen? Not one week, one month. I've taken five years, what I just told you in 10 minutes. So oh. this so this is a labor of love because yeah. I'm, I'm so committed to this. If it doesn't work, I must zip. I must yeah. not tell because it's a false hope. But if it does work, I should let people know about this. So yeah. and then the study will be published. I'll be glad to send you this. So, And then after all is said and done, I discovered it purely accidentally 25 years ago when i was in peru looking for something else you know mm. like that so so there you have it yeah so i'm glad you did <laughs> so doug i mean that we've talked about this a lot i don't want people to go out and just get any vitamin e so tell me about this this special vitamin e what you know where can we get it what's the difference what you know look feel the whole nine yards Okay, now, when you go out to look, very good question. First, 
95% of all the vitamin out there are tocopherol. You don't want tocopherol. Yeah. If you eat normal, your uh, normal diet, you'll get about your 10, 15 grams of tocopherol. That would be good enough. You want tocotrienol. And the tocotrienol is spelled like this. T-O-C-O-T-R-I-E-N-O. N-O-L, Toco Trienol. If you type my name, it'll be all over the map. I'll okay. give you enough link to go for it. You want Toco Trienol? When you look for Toco Trienol, you're going to find three sources of it. It is from rice, palm, and anato. Anato is from the plant I show you. By the way, all these three sources, I discover them. Is there one that we should look for? Is there one that we're going to be easier to find, Doc? Or is it, do they all get three going to be kind of Universal, or is there one which you you, you will find now? Remember, about 95% of all the vitamin E would be tocopherol, so you, mm -hmm. you have to look harder. But if you type the word tocotrienol, you put anato tocotrienol, that would be the best. Now, I'm advising you not to get palm and rice tocotrienol, even though I discovered them also. Right. And the reason is palm and rice tocotrienol contain 25 to 50% tocopherol. Okay. So in other words, if you have 100 milligram of each of these, you will only get 50 to 75%, that's 50 to 75 milligram of tocotrienol in rice and palm. So we need, to, we need to look for tocotrienol? Tocotrienol from anato. Anato, okay, spell anato, anato for me, Doc. Here, A-N-N-A-T-T-O. Perfect. A-N-N-A-T-T-O. Okay, perfect. So anato toco trienol, because anato toco trienol is tocopherol free with zero tocopherol and 100% toco trienol. This is the reason why it worked as well as I just explained to you all the study. This is, this is a God's gift. Because if you look at this plant again, remember, plant for your for your audience and my information so that it doesn't get into a head plant never make thing for you and i <laughs> we got it wrong in our head plant cannot move about they make things to protect themselves right so they make the toko try you know to protect the color from degradation so they in order to do that they have to make the most powerful antioxidant to do this so if the audience out there oh dr tan i read antioxidant they use too much and i agree with you i'll tell you how to siphon this please allow me to say this like that yeah. there are thousands of antioxidant there how do i screen this donkey out from other donkeys so i get the real mccoy out there i'll tell you how in the human body we have about 30% muscle and about 30% fat, and then the other 40% water, calcium, bone, and, 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 and carbohydrate like that. Of all these major food items, fat is the easiest to oxidize. We're in the summertime, put a stick of butter out there, and come back two hours after you smell it, you know exactly what I mean. If you drive past a roadkill, you smell that, you know immediately what I mean. They are oxidized fat. That means that the fat is the first thing to go when it comes across oxygen. Oxidation, they come across, there's the first thing to go. So then it's the, well, Dr. Ted, it is also true. We don't want our protein to get oxidized, agree. It's also true we don't want our carbohydrate to oxidize. Agree. It's also true we don't want our nucleic acid to oxidize True, because if it, if it is oxidized, then our DNA is going to go wacko. All agree. But let me remind you as a case in point. In a cell, the nucleus deep in the holy of holy is where the DNA is. By the time something gets oxidized, the nucleic acid in your DNA, I am a dead meat a long time ago. <laughs> I can tell you, I'm so dead meat. But so yes, I agree. But you know, but so you want your body to be protected from the thing that is easiest to oxidize. And the easiest to oxidize is a fat. 
to trust me is the fat, you know. So now if I have 40% fat, most of my fat is not in my love handle, in my butt and in the arm here. Most of the fat is in the cell wall, the cell that continues cell wall because all the lining of the cell walls are fat. And we have 38 trillion cells, 5,000 times the population of the earth. Those cell walls need to be protected. And those cell walls, they're protected. They have, a, they look like a sperm, a head that's sticking on the water and the tail like fatty acid, very lipid soluble. And then here, time I'm showing you a tocotrienol molecule. If I purposely go out of frame, out of frame here, mm -hmm. you see that? There's yeah. a black and white that sticks into the tail of the lipid. See, it's sticking there. If I go out of frame the other side, that's the antioxidant head. This will capture all the oxygen. So this molecule is the one that sticks into the membrane. So there are other antioxidants, but they do not go into the membrane. And you want the membrane to be protected because most of your fat is in the membrane. So now, if you believe me, that is not going to change, ladies and gentlemen. So you can take other antioxidants, they'll protect X, Y, and Z, but the one that you want protection, which is a cell membrane, is not doing. And why is that so important to protect the cell membrane? I'll tell you, the cell membrane is the gate and the inside of the gate are many houses. It is a gated community. If the gated community is compromised, you know the detail it's not yeah. good. so you you want good nutrients to go into the cell and you want waste to go out i know people don't talk simplistically like that i'm bringing it down to yeah. very primary thing if you don't have your cell protected then anything goes and if anything goes then you know then sorry jose then your nucleus is going to be attacked and then your dna will get destroyed but the DNA don't get destroyed yet until the whole cell wall is wacko. But when yeah. you go wacko, the gated computer is compromised, breach, and then you go to attack everything it goes in. Then the mitochondria get wacko, mm -hmm. the cell wall get wacko, and everything else gets. So, yeah. so all that to say, protect your cell wall. And the tocotrienol is 50 times more potent than the tocopro. So, so if I were to be, I, I know you may ask this, I presume you can ask it. So, how should I take tocotrienol? How much if I have different conditions? I answered it. If I were to be a normal blow, a normal chap, I, I'm so blessed. I don't come from a family history for X, Y, and Z. I'm healthy like that. If you are like that, you need only to take 100 to 200 milligrams of tocotrienol a day as an antioxidant protection for the reason I just told you to protect your cell because you don't have X, Y, and Z just for that, like that. Yep. Other, then if you have mild chronic condition, I gave you some examples there mm -hmm. already, then you take three to 400 milligrams or you have a family history of your mother have uh, breast cancer, uh, your father have prostate cancer or some such thing, colon cancer like that. Then, but you don't have, then you take uh, the, or mild chronic condition like pre-diabetes. Then you have a, a, a serious chronic condition. I gave you many examples already. Then you may have to take uh, 400 up to 600 milligram. And where did, where did this come from? It is derived from based on all the clinical study. We cannot sell on a bottle on this. We are not allowed by the FDA. Right. I base this number on the clinical studies that we do and we are really grateful we heard many testimony on this we cannot post on our website because the fda will come out of us but we definitely can tell you the clinicals that we did this and this is what it worked on people i am really thrilled i never expected 20 years ago that i would have this outcome and today when it did i i i mean I will be 70 years old next year. That's I want awesome. to do this before my time is up. And then I can, I don't have a voice to tell other people. Yeah. That's not cool, you know? And no. remember, uh, this is an Amazonian secret. I discovered it. And now it's going to go back to the Amazonian secret. That will be, that will be a sad human story. Yeah. If I, <laughs> so, so if you want to know how I discovered it more, you can download the whole book. 
I did it as a label of love. And on the book here, you can type in barrytan.com. My name is spelled B-A-R-R-I-E-T-A-N, one word, dot com forward slash book. And, and then you go after for free copy of the truth about vitamin E uh, like that. So I'll be glad uh, if you want to get a physical copy. We still don't charge people. If you uh, write to me, I'll send you an autograph copy. And in it, I give all the references. I wrote down how I discovered it and conditions of studies that we do. Purely so cool. for, the, for, for the love of it. I, I want to send it out to people. <laughs> Dr. Tin, you are an absolute rock star, man. I appreciate you educating and, and enlightening us and entertaining us with this. I think this is, I mean, it's gotten me revitalized about vitamin E. And I think you've brought some, you know, some necessary spotlight back to it because it's, it's vital. It's important. It's essential. Mm, yeah. I, I, and you know, if you have difficulty finding the right vitamin E, we call this Delta Gold. It's just a trade name. Delta. If you still cannot find it, you go to our website, American River Nutrition. Very simple. I have my colleague's card here. See? So American River Nutrition. Nutrition okay, that's easy. American River Nutrition. After you go in there, you can download the white paper uh, about toco trienol there. We only make three products and we make it proudly. I'm an immigrant in the United States. We make it here in Massachusetts. It is yeah, not awesome. making some other place made here uh, like that. So we only make three products. We don't sell finished product. And then we'll, and if you go to a place in the website, they say buying product, we'll tell you all the companies that sell our product like that. The other two products that we make, is no time to discuss it, but I'll state it. Maybe another time in the future, you can interview me on it. One, okay. uh, one uh, is on back here. Uh, you can see the long molecule uh, uh, CoQ10. Okay. CoQ10 is for energy, and we call it dual quinol. You can download that. And when I was extracting the toco trienol from Anato, from this same plant Anato here that I showed you many times before, that have the toco trienol, I also found this molecule. It looks similar to the vitamin E, but it's called, I'll, I'll tell you the whole name and I'll acronyme it. It's called Gyronyl Gyronol. And it's acronized a GG. When you go on my website, you can download all of this. Now, okay. this is a very different compound. This compound here, your human body makes. Our body makes it. So the tocotano, our body doesn't make. So now, if the human body makes it, it begs for the question, what? why our, our body makes this compound to do what you know right. like that and we are the first company in the world doing this i will tell you the shorthand and then we'll leave it as a cliffhanger can love cliffhanger it. for you to do this in the future for me gg is required in the body to synthesize vitamin k and vitamin k is needed for clotting for strong bone and for not calcification in the artery that's a very big thing, vitamin K. Okay. GG is also required in our body to make this CoQ10. And uh -huh, CoQ10 okay. makes energy in our body. So this is this tiny compound. The last one for all your audience out there, because you will surely be interested in it. Not, maybe not when you're in your 20s and 30s, but if you are 30s and above, you should be interested in it. We make proteins in our body probably about 40% weight in the body. But GG is required for the synthesis of skeletal muscle protein. Mm, that okay. means it's responsible for making muscle. So now when you get older, why do we have loss of muscle mass? People say sarcopenia. Or when people take medicine like statin drug, they have myopathy myopathy something wrong with the muscle i mean right. how simple so if you have myopathy in both of these two cases is because the drug inhibit our body to make gg and therefore they have myopathy and as we grow older we don't make enough gg that's why we have loss of muscle mass if you have older parent 
you look at the muscle, you'll know exactly what I mean. So yeah. therefore, and, and we are the first company doing this. And we, so if you go on the website, look, download the white paper on Gigi. Sure. Still, I know you're going to exit soon like that. I still want to say what I say at the beginning. This is purely a gift of God because I went to South America yeah. looking for something else. And then I was blessed to find out the Toco Trino, and I'm further blessed to find out the GG that I is know. good for the body. Then I said, wow, I, I have to stick around and tell people. So I, we are doing clinical studies now on GG. That's awesome. So if you interview me about a year from now, okay. or, or if you find that uh, the white paper that you download look interesting, write to Jen that you connect with, and you can have me another interview. Don't talk about this, but entirely on Gigi. Would love to do that. Doug, the thing I love about you the most, I mean, and it's obviously you're, I mean, so educated and everything is that you, I feel like you love this. <laughs> and I love that. I love that about you. I feel like you are, you legitimately love what you're doing and what you've done. And there's, I love that about people, people who are passionate about the gifts that they get to bring to the world. I don't care how you stumbled upon it. You were, in, in my, in my mind, you were supposed to be the guy who did this. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jay. I, I know you have a big following that follow you on, on podcast. I trust that this will be a real blessing it's gonna be uh, awesome. to your audience. And, and if they are blessed, if this is useful to your audience, please tell other people because I don't have a huge loudspeaker, but I discovered this gift is meant for everybody, not for That's me, so, you know, so yeah. if it can be, then I'm really blessed. So, I hope that this is a blessing uh, to you, to all your audience out there. Uh, if you like this, uh, let me know. Hello. And then when you put out your podcast, uh, give us a link. We will broadcast to many other people that we have come in contact. You're awesome, Doc. Th thanks for being on the show, Doc. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I can't wait to connect with you again. And uh, I know the audience is going to love it. Thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. All right. Have see you, Doc. Hey, before you go, I'd just like to say thank you again for listening to the Thrive Forever Fit podcast and watching on YouTube. It means the absolute world to me. And if you would, if you would do me one favor, and that is simply subscribe and review this podcast on whatever platform it is that you enjoy it on, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, doesn't matter. I would absolutely be so grateful and so thankful if you do that for me. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you again next week with an awesome, awesome episode. Bye.